Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. In Nitro, West Virginia, this is Unreasonable Down. It's a podcast about West Virginia University basketball. I'm Josh Witt. This was the 18th game of the season. It was against the Kansas Jayhawks, and that was fun, right? And as But as fun as that was, I got to start with a different subject, which is the Mountaineers women's basketball team. Haven't talked a lot about them on the podcast and it's weird timing because this is for the on the men's side the best win of the season against a third ranked Kansas team but we're starting with the women and I and I'll tell you why I got to start with them first of all I think I've mentioned on the podcast in the off season new coach on the women's side Mike Carey gone enter Mark Kellogg and Mark Kellogg He's a big defensive guy, and he's a big full-court press guy. And his West Virginia teams, I don't know what he did away from West Virginia, but here they press for the whole game. 40 minutes, full-court pressure. Even if they're dominating you, they'll back off of the press. It won't be as drastic, but they're still picking you up before half court, right? So that's his style, and they're good at that style. They don't have a lot of height, but they get after it defensively, and guess what? They turn over teams a bunch. The women's side has played 18 games. 14 of the of the Mountaineers' games, they forced 20 or more turnovers from their opponents. 2-0. So they're steady forcing turnovers and they're doing great 16 and 2 they started the season 14 and 0 lost a couple to good teams back to their winning ways they're fun to watch uh this is the most women's basketball i've watched during the season in a long time they're on ESPN plus just like the men and if you're in morgantown go check them out and if you're paying for ESPN Plus, drop in and check out the women. All right. All of that to say is the last two games is why I'm talking about the women's team. Wednesday, West Virginia hosted Houston. Is Houston good at women's basketball? It doesn't matter. I don't know that, and it doesn't matter. The Mountaineers beat Houston 
80 to 39. Now that's a blowout, right? But what's important here is what the score was after one quarter. And after one quarter, it was West Virginia 17, Houston 0. So the women play four quarters. And Houston scored in three of the quarters. <laughs> so they were over whatever from the field. Did not shoot a free throw. Now, this is the ninth season in college in women's college basketball that they've done four quarters. So I don't know who's keeping track of scoreless quarters. I know that that is got to be rare. And West Virginia did that on Wednesday. And again, I don't know how often it happens. It should never happen. Like in, in Biddy league basketball, if a team didn't score in a quarter, then I think parents would be kind of squirming and it, and there'd be pressure on the coach to, all right, pull your, get the people at the end of the bench in and playing more, but this is college basketball and that doesn't happen. <laughs> Obviously I don't know what the, I didn't watch the Houston game. I saw the first quarter box score 17. okay. So that happens. In a game, seems crazy, great accomplishment, something you can hang your hat on. Remember in the first year of Mark Kellogg that they held a team scoreless in the first quarter. That's crazy, right? Okay, cut to today, West Virginia plays Cincinnati. They go to Cincinnati to play them. West Virginia beat Cincinnati in Morgantown a couple of weeks ago. Today, they go to Cincinnati and beat them worse than what they beat the Bearcats in Morgantown. They forced 29 Bearcat turnovers, and they won 72-43. to 43. Guess what the score after the first quarter of that game was? It was West Virginia 15, Cincinnati goose egg. So Cincinnati played four quarters, just like Houston did. And just like Houston, they scored points in three of the quarters. So I'm starting this podcast with the women's side because for two games in a row, follow me now, West Virginia has played conference opponents and have held said conference opponents scoreless for the first quarter. They've done that not once in a season or in forever. They've done it in back-to-back games. All right? Now, were Houston and Cincinnati in the Big 12 last season? No. This is their first season of Big 12 play. Is it a bigger jump to go from where they were last year to this year? Possibly. Should that ever happen, ever? I would argue no. And West Virginia has been able to pull that off twice in a row, both times in the first quarter. So what I'm saying is, and I don't think it's being treated as as big of a deal as it should be. Like, I'm, I've got the internet like you do. 
I'm looking, I'm just looking scoreless quarters. Can't find anything. I saw that South Carolina held their first uh, NCAA tournament opponent to four points and a half, but that team scored two in the first quarter and two in the second. So no goose eggs, even though they only scored four points. Uh, Two is more than zero. Not as impressive to me. So what I'm saying is WVU's 2023-2024 women's basketball team, they need a prominent spot in the Guinness Book of World Records. That's a mouthful. They got to be in there. I know they're still making that book. Uh, You can go to an elementary school's book fairs. I know they still do that and pick up a Guinness book. And I want to flip into that book and I want to see the staples. I want to see a picture of the tallest person who's ever lived. I want a picture of the heaviest twins that have ever lived. And I want them on motorcycles. And I want to flip to a page where it doesn't have to be a picture of the basketball team. I just need the box scores of back-to-back games of a team, uh, of WVU's team holding the other team scoreless in a quarter. All right? So, Guinness, get on that. Congrats to the women's team. Definitely, I, I think that should be an automatic appearance in the NCAA tournament. My understanding is if you win your conference tournament, you're in. If you get picked at large, you're in. And if you, one game, hold a team scoreless in a quarter, then you get to go to the NCAA tournament. So those are my rules. You're already in. Congratulations. Had to start with that because, again, zero (laughs) in 10 minutes of play. I mean, on the guy's side, we've seen long scoreless droughts for West Virginia, and hey, it took them nine minutes to score a basket, maybe even 10. But the guys will mix in some free throws. On the women's side, it's they didn't even have a chance. It'd even be worse if they had a chance to make a free throw and missed it and had a goose egg for a quarter. It's crazy. Nobody's talking about it like it's crazy. But it's crazy. All right. Shout out to Coach Kellogg. Shout out to Quinterly, Harrison, all the Kyle Watson, all those ladies. Fantastic job. And the guys did fantastic today, too. Let's talk about the men's side. They, Kansas came to town and they got out hustled by your West Virginia Mountaineers. Mountaineers beat the Jayhawks 91 85. No trip to Allen Fieldhouse this season. So West Virginia, barring an appearance versus Kansas in the Big 12 tournament, they're going to be 1-0 against Kansas. That's a rare sight. West Virginia broke 90 for the second time this season. Uh, Shout out to Toledo. This was a better performance than the Toledo game because, you know, Kansas, they out-rebounded Kansas by nine. Amazing. Season-high 19 assists, amazing. Made five more threes than Kansas, and they were coming from lots of guys. Amazing. 
made seven more free throws. Amazing, especially late in this game. West Virginia was making clutch free throws. Every starter scored, which is awesome. A cook, a cook. He scored. He got in the starting lineup today uh, because of Kansas's length. First 50 burger of the season comes in game 18, and it was in the first half. And of course, as a WVU fan, West Virginia gets the 50 burger. They've got 51 at the half. So does Kansas. And does that make you feel good? It did not make me feel good. It's a waiting for the shoe to drop situation where West Virginia has had first half leads. This is Kansas. And you don't even have a lead. You got 51 and that gave you a tie. So you're, I, I don't want to speak for you. My mind was uh, West Virginia is going to score way less than 51 in the second half. Kansas may not score 51, but they're going to score more points in West Virginia. Didn't happen. Did not happen. And was that because West Virginia's defense was great? No, it was not. Lots of dunks from Kansas. Open threes were made. Dickinson gets it two feet from the basket. It's game over. I mean, not game over, but it's possession over. It goes in the basket. And no shame in that defensively. Dickinson could do that to almost anybody in the country. Uh, So the defense wasn't great. As I keep saying, does it have to be great? Not if you're elite offensively, not if you're shooting over 50% from the field, then the defense don't have to be as good because you're making a ton of shots. And that, again, with respect to Toledo, that was West Virginia's best offensive performance of the season against a team that's typically good at defense. Kansas was not good at defense today. And we don't have to worry about why they weren't good at defense. Uh, They weren't good at it today, and West Virginia was good at offense. Raekwon Battle, amazing first half, 17 points in the first half. He made a couple of clutch shots late in the second half, key offensive rebound. He had nine for the day. Definitely Raekwon's best game of 2024 and probably his best game in the Big 12 schedule. Well, it's the same thing. Kobe Johnson talked about his performance in the Texas game. He just, he looks confident out there. He's not nearly invisible. I've been saying that you could see him going back to invisible, possibly in the Big 12 schedule. He ain't doing that. He's starting. He's getting to the rim. He's making threes. Kobe Johnson, three-point shooter. He looked great today. Quinn had three assists. Quinn Slazinski, three assists. Got some mismatches with Harris guarding him, backed him down, passing out of the double team. Guys making shots. Quinn had some clutch rebounds late, including missing a free throw and getting his own rebound and getting fouled again. Lots of screaming from the Mountaineers. Quinn was freaking out. Kerr <laughs> coming back from a from a break, and he's screaming in the huddle, and then makes eye contact with the camera, like we can understand what he's talking about. I mean, just lots of energy, 
You got to have it against Kansas. And Quinn had it. A cook made a three. He had a he had a key block late in the game. Seth Wilson, who I gave you his stats over the last few games in the Oklahoma episode. Today, he got spot up looks from three that were open. He took the shot. It wasn't a, a pump fake. He made all of them. Had three opportunities, shot three times, made three threes. Kerr had three threes. Noah had six assists. And Noah and Kerr and the game and those guys, the game plan was pick and roll with Pat at the top of the key. Let's see what Dickinson does. Let's see what we can get out of that. Did not shy away from that. Almost every possession, pick and roll at the top of the key. Let's see what it creates. And it created great offense today. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. So shout out to the coaching staff, the coaching staff for having the team ready, for having a good game plan. Coach Eilert was using timeouts properly to stop Kansas runs before they got out of hand. I would argue not knowing anything about coaching. He's that was his best coach game of the season. In that pick and roll, what made it so effective was the roll guy. You know who the roll guy is? Patrick Sumnick. Pat Sumnick, 20 points. A lot of those over all world Hunter Dickinson. And what's great about, which is fantastic, he contributor Pat Sumnick. And when Pat finishes, and it's not just against Hunter Dickinson, and tell me if you've noticed this too, Pat Sumnick finishes close to the basket, and then he gives you a stare. And it's not a stare that's going to get him a technical foul. It's a one Mississippi. One Mississippi, I'm giving you the stare. And I think, I, I don't want to speak for Pat, but this is how I see it, the, the one-second stare. He wants to see the guy's reaction to him dominating. (laughs) Him dominating his opponent. Pat wants to see how that looks on the other guy's face. I don't think I'm making that up. Watch Pat finish, especially on replays, and see he's not. His first move is not to look back and run back. His first move is to look at the guy he's just finished over. And I don't know how often he gets eye contact back. It's probably very rarely. He's continuing to do that. It's a very confident move. And almost like a like a sadistic move. Like, yeah, I just did that to you. What are you going to do about it? Love it. And where did this come from? Where did confident 
Uh, one Mississippi stare you down, Pat Sumnick coming. Where did that? Where was that? It's it's happened within a month. It's I mean, I'm saying the word crazy a lot, but you know, at the beginning of the season where we didn't have nearly as many guys on the roster, the the front line for the first seven games of the season was Jesse, Quinn, and Pat. So you could argue that Pat could have made a bigger impact at the time when, you know, there was only eight guys being played. Barely eight guys on the roster. And in those seven games, when it was just him, Jesse, and Quinn, he averaged 10 minutes a game, a little over two points a game, and a little over two rebounds per game. And you watch the games like I watch the games. And Coach Eilert kept Quinn and Jesse out there as long as he could and then played Pat only to get those guys rest or if one of those guys was in foul trouble. That's what it was. And it was not one Mississippi stare down Pat. It was, uh, I'm hesitant to play you, Pat. That's what it was. That was in this season. That's, that's, that's what Pat Sumnick's role was. Okay? And then a cook comes back. And guess what? The next two games, Pat Sumnick played six minutes. Three against Pitt, three against Drexel. So, like, just an afterthought. Spot minutes, barely. That wasn't last year. That was this season. I went to one of those games, witnessed it. That's what it was. All right? And then the two games after that, wait a minute. Jesse gets hurt in the UMass game. The two games that follow, so Jesse's out. So now we're at Quinn, a cook, and Pat, and mixing in some Josiah playing out of position. But that's your front line, okay? And the next two games versus Radford, seventeen minutes, four points, one rebound. Versus Toledo, eight minutes, two points, two rebounds. Same dude, same dude. That's what he was bringing to the table. And then for the next six games, it's been this Pat Sumnick. His coming out party was in Columbus against Ohio State. I don't know what changed there. He was the go-to guy at the end of the game, you know, at the Ohio State game. Technically the guy that could have got him the win versus Radford. Uh but he makes the he makes the bucket to send the game to overtime against Ohio State. These last six games, and I told he played in two game in a two game stretch. He played six minutes. The last six games, twenty eight minutes a game, eleven points a game, five and a half rebounds a game. He's averaging a steal a game. That's the transformation in one season. He's an integral part of this team in 2024. It's an amazing transformation. (laughs) 
I mean, I, have you seen something like this? Like you're, uh, I don't want to get hyperbolic, but like we saw that with Joe Alexander on a bigger scale. I mean, his jump in a season was to getting picked in the NBA lottery. This is not that, but improvement within a season. And some of this is obviously on circumstances. He's getting an opportunity because Jesse Edwards is not playing. But again, first part of the season, he had an opportunity then. And on the coaching side, it was like, not ready. Not going to do it. So I don't know how you make that different. Has this been the guy all along? But the dude is oozing confidence. And even in these losses, the one guy that's carrying himself the same has been Pat Sumnick. Not a lot of up and down with him. It, it didn't go great at Oklahoma. The dude was sick. And so we went to six minutes and two games to, oh my goodness, he's got four fouls. What are we going to do? Can we hold on until he comes back in the game? Like that's that's how much difference Pat Sumnick has had. It's amazing. So kudos to him. Kudos to everybody who played on the team, the coaching staff, everybody who got to watch that in person, watching it on the exclusive VIP ESPN Plus package. What a great day. And no matter what happens moving forward, we'll have this day. Fantastic. Does this change the trajectory of the season? And I ask this because... In the last episode, I mentioned the 2019 win, where that team wasn't any good, but they beat a ranked Kansas team in Morgantown. Uh, Now, after the 2019 team beat Kansas, they lost eight of their next nine, and two starters got kicked off the team. (laughs) So that happened. that, That team beat Kansas. It didn't mean anything. For the rest of the season. So now do I see. This team losing eight of their next time. Eight of their next nine. And guys getting kicked off the team. I don't see that. But I don't want to blow this too much out of proportion. The other way. Let's talk rationally. About the rest of the schedule. Which at some point. Will include. Jesse Edwards. Who warmed up today. Did not make an appearance. We're in the range of when he should be fully healed and ready to play. Coach Eiler is talking about he's ahead of schedule for him. Uh, so it seems like it's it's coming back soon, Jesse. And the rest of the schedule for WVU is the, is the Chuck Woolery schedule, a.k.a. the Love Connection schedule. If, you've, if you're holding up two fingers in the air, and and twisting your hand, then you're doing what I'm doing. It's two and two. That's the rest of the schedule. Two road games, two home games, two road games, two home games, two road games, two home games, and then you finish at Cincinnati. So that's not really, that's not the love connection part, the last game. But it's two and two from here out, again, and then finishing at Cincinnati. So West Virginia, two and three in the Big 12. Six home games left, seven road games, no wins outside of Morgantown yet this season. All right. So West Virginia is two and one at home, 
in the Big 12 without Jesse Edwards. Six home games left. Can West Virginia keep that pace and go 4-2 and two for the next six home games with Jesse Edwards? One could argue maybe they do better than than four and two. If so, that gets you to six to eight conference wins. And that's just basing it on what they've done in the first three home games in the conference schedule. All right. Not crazy to say six to eight conference wins if you just focus on the home games. Then the next question is can this team get a road win this season? And on paper, a 7-11 and 11 team does not have a road win in them. But you'd also say a team going into this game that was 6-11 and 11 could not beat Kansas anywhere, definitely not at Allen Fieldhouse, but even in Morgantown, low chances of beating Kansas, Hall of Fame coach, couple of guys up for Big 12 Player of the Year. So... Who's to say if they'll get any road wins? Road wins are always difficult in every season. Talked about this on the podcast. Uh, But can they get one? And if they get one and somehow they win all of their home games from here on out, that gets you to 9-9 and in the conference. And I don't, again, I'm just saying, I'm sorry I'm saying again so much. I don't want to get ahead of myself. And I'm not. I got up optimistic somehow after the Houston loss with a path to 9-9. Nine and nine. Totally scrapped the 9-9 nine and nine plan when West Virginia lost at home to Kansas State. And now West Virginia has won two out of three. I'm not flipping back to the 9-9 nine and nine train until we see these next two road games. Which, on paper, best chances for a road win this season. Unreasonable Doubt is under the Smoking Musket umbrella. There's another podcast under the Smoking Musket umbrella. West by Pod, WVU football focused. Joel, Jordan, breaking down the pigskin, the gridiron. They bring Jake Lance on to do the season in review. All the highlights of the nine-win Mayo Bowl. West Virginia University Mountaineer football team. Check that out wherever you listen to podcasts. Go to smokingmusket.com, read the stuff, go to the Discord, talk with WVU fans about WVU sports and other things. Do all the stuff. Smokingmusket.com. The next game for WVU, Tuesday. 7 p.m. You know where you can watch it. ESPN Plus. Rare Eastern Time Zone. Big 12 road game. And this game will be against the Central Florida Golden Knights. Central Florida joined the Big 12 this year. And so far, so good. I would say if you're a Central Florida fan, you're pleased as punch with how it's going in the Big 12 so far. West Virginia has two Big 12 wins. They're against Texas and Kansas. Central Florida's got two Big 12 wins. They're against Texas and Kansas. West Virginia got their doors blown off in Houston to start the year. Central Florida today 
they got blown out in Houston in a different way. Not in a demoralizing 34-point loss like West Virginia, but demoralizing in their own way, in that Central Florida scored 14 points in the first half today at Houston. Okay? Not zero in a quarter, but 14's pretty bleak. And Central Florida was sitting at 20 points with 10 minutes left in the game. <laughs> 2 0. So more minutes played than points scored. And it took Central Florida to score 22 points in the last 10 minutes of the game to break 40. So Central Florida coming off of their lowest output of the season. West Virginia coming off of their best output of the season. Not a great spot for West Virginia. Because Central Florida is going to score more than 42 on, on Tuesday. And West Virginia is not going to score 91. So not great. That definitely favors the spot favors Central Florida. Central Florida, elite. Defensive metrics, they've got a lot of size. They get after it with offensive rebounds, but they are the worst offense statistically in the Big 12. So the question is, the the question is not, will West Virginia score 91? That's not going to happen. But can the offense get enough against a really good defense for WVU to get their first road win of the season? and to possibly win two games in a row for the first time this season. On paper, this is this one and the next one is where you get your road wins. I don't like the spot for West Virginia, so I'm not going to get my hopes up for a win in Orlando. But that's what's, that's what's on the table, is a first road win and the first time you win two in a row. And if they win that one, then you've won two in a row, and you have on paper your best chance of winning a road game. And you go into that one winning two in a row, and then and then we can get a little loosey-goosey. Then we can start getting weird. And we, but we can't get weird yet, because Tuesday has to happen. But I think in a, in a season where West Virginia has lost four more games than they've won... This is a big game. <laughs> it can be a big game. Let's see what happens. That's it for this episode of Unreasonable Down. Listen all the, on all the platforms or just pick one. Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, Overcast Podcasts, Pocket Cast Podcasts, YouTube. Until next time, I'm Josh with WVU for the 2023-2024 season. They have seven wins and they have 11 losses. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. 
Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.